Good morning. Hope you are all well. We're about seven or eight lines down in the middle of discussing Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa and his family. Um, and in the middle of that, so yo, we see a little bit of a window into the into the couple. Amra Le, we are at the second wide line on Chafhe Amidala. Amra Le Debisu, his wife said to him, to Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, How long do we have to suffer with uh, such destitution? We're totally poor. Amar la what, what do you have in mind? What are you thinking? He, so she said, Boy, you should daven and hopefully they'll give you something from Shemaim. So Boy, Rachame, he davened, and of course, he's Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa. Normal things happen. Some type of hand extended from the heavens. And he handed over to him one leg, dipsora, of a table, the dahava, that was gold. So he had one golden leg of a table. However, he responded as follows. When he saw that Chazoi Bechelma, he said that he had seen in a dream, Aside Tzadike, in the future, the righteous people will be uh, eating in the following way. They'll be eating off of a golden table that has three legs. And you will be eating off of a table that has two legs. So um, it should be Amar Everyone else is going to be eating off of a table that is mishalim that has three legs. And if we benefit from this now in this world, this one golden leg, and we cash it in and live off of its proceeds, then the table for us in the next world will only have two legs, and a two-leg table is not very helpful. So it says the Gemara, Amr lo, my navid. I didn't realize what I was trading, so what should I do? So it says the Gemara, that um, she said um, that he should daven to get them removed, and he did. So they davened, and then the, the golden leg of the table was removed. So it says the Gemara, Tana, about, a, ten, about 20 line, 15 lines down, Tana, the Brisa writes, the fact that they took back the leg of the table was more of a chiddush than they gave it to him in the first place. The Gemini, we have a tradition that may have Yahweh, it may well be that a Kodesh Baruch Hu will provide. However, Mishka lo shakle, it is not the case that it would then be returned. Chad be one time during Ben Atziva. Reb Hanina ben Dosa saw that his daughter was upset. Amar la biti l'mayatzivas, why are you sad? Amar la, famous story, klishel chometz nischalef l'biklishel shemen. I accidentally uh, took a container of vinegar instead of a container of oil, and I tried to light the candles. He locked him in or the Shabbos, and I tried to light a candle from this from Shabbos. Rashi says that she tried and it failed, and the, and the, and the candles did not stay lit. Amar Labiti, he said, my daughter, my what do you care? HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. He who said that oil should, should ignite, why are you upset? Everything is fine. And in fact, Tana the Bryce arrives. Men or lasted for 25 hours. And it went from, uh, from candle lighting before Shkia all the way until Abdullah after Shabbos. Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa did have some goats. We'll see why. How could he have had some goats? He was so poor, his wife was begging for, for food from heaven. So, what is this? We'll get back to that shortly. And Amrulay. Uh, somebody came over to him and said, Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa, the goats that are in your yard, that, you, that are in your possession, come after them. They're causing loss for us, meaning they're grazing in fields that they shouldn't be grazing and they're taking food from places they shouldn't be taking food. Omar, he said to them, if really these animals are uh, are grazing where they shouldn't be, they should be eaten by a bear. 
But if in fact they're not, then kol chad v'chada, kol chad v'chada, every, every last one of these goats that I have, tesi le'orta, they should come home at night, duba b'kar each one with a bear on the horns on the top of the head of the goat. Le'orta at night, I see kol chad v'chada, duba b'kar everyone came home with, uh, with a bear on their little cub uh, stuck to their horns. So they were obviously not grazing in a way that would, would have been halachically inappropriate. Third of the way down, Havalehahi Shivavta. There was a, a neighbor of Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa's, the Kabanya Besa. She was building a house, and the beams that she was using as support beams in the, for, the, for the house, they, they weren't long enough. So instead of going to the store, they, she went to go ask a Shiloh. So she went in front of Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa. I've built my house, but the beams that I'm using are not quite long enough. What should I do? Omar la mashemech, what is your name? Omra lei echu, my name is echu. Omar, he said, echu nimtuk shirayach, your beams should stretch. Says the Gemara Tana the Bryce, it writes, magic. Just the beams just stretched so that they extended past the house with ample space so that it could rest nicely where it needs to rest. The Yishomrim Snifana said that he added extensions to them, but the Bryce says that's not correct. Tanya, halfway down or almost halfway down, I saw the house myself. They weren't extensions. It was the beam itself, and it was literally extended. The, the, the unbelievable power of Tefillah Rebichanina Ben Dosa. So people would refer to it as the house that Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa built with his prayers. How did he have any, any animals to speak of? As mentioned, his wife said to him, how long do we have to suffer for? That was today's opening line of the Gemara. Says the Gemara, they were very poor. And furthermore, that there's a side, then we'll focus on this. Uh, in Maseches Babakam, of Ein Megadlin Behemoth Daka Beretzisro, you're not allowed to raise Behemoth Daka in Eretzisro. So, Amar Pinchas Maisa, there were really what happened was as follows. There was a story. Ba'avar Adam Echad Al Pesach Beso Hiniach Sham Tarnagolim. Someone had come to the house to visit Bchanin Ben Dosa, and he had left some chickens there. Okay, it wasn't his. It wasn't. It didn't belong to Bchanin Ben Dosa, so they wouldn't benefit from them. From them. And then Umatzasan Ishto, his wife, Umatzasan Ishto Shobichanin Ben Dosa's wife found the chickens. But Amarle, he said to her, "Al tochli mi beitzim, we cannot eat from them. This animal is not ours." Here, beitzim, v'tarnagolim, and all of a sudden, they, you know, they're just having egg after egg, and some of them, after after a while, hatched and turned into into little chicks. And over time, they had all they had a whole corral of of, of these animals that were making a lot of noise. But it was bothering them. All the chirping and the clucking, it's too much. Umachran sold them. The kind of izim, and with the money that they were able to uh, to sell them for, they were able to buy and eat the izim. They were able to buy the goats. And okay, when the guy comes back to pick up the chickens, instead of giving him the chickens, we'll give him the dollar equivalent in in goat form. Then the person who had lost his item, he had lost his uh, one chicken that he had there, whatever it was. So uh, he comes by and he says, uh, hey, I'm that guy. Did you see my Tarnagol? I left it right here. So listen. We don't just give people things that they ask for. We need to have a simon. What's the simon? He gave him the simon. And he gave him the goats and says the Gemara, these were the these were the ones that we were talking about. These, these animals did not belong to Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa. They were simply the replacement cost of a lost item. And that was uh, these were the animals that had the, the cubs in their horns when they came back from the field. 
was extremely poor. Avad Milsa, he went to go have some uh, something done. When the Gemara says this, it's a reference to bloodletting. We just had this a couple of lot ago. But normally afterwards, people would eat something to be mechazik themselves, but below havale midi limita. He had nothing to eat. So Shokal Bara de Tuma, he took the child of garlic, it's the stalk of garlic, Rashi says, the Shaji Bapume, and he put it in his mouth. Didn't help. He fainted. And he fell asleep. Afterwards, they went to go check on him. A little bikur cholim. They saw he was crying. And he was laughing. And as well, and there was flashes of light coming out of his forehead. They didn't know what they were looking at. So when he woke up, why is it that you were both laughing? And why is it that you were both crying and laughing? That's normal. That a Kaddish Baruch Hu was sitting with him. The Amri lay, and I said to him, How long am I going to suffer in this world? Because he was extremely poor. So he said to me, Elazar, my son, Hashem said, If you want, I could start the whole world over. And Afshar, maybe, just maybe, maybe you'll be born in a time when there's actually food. Maybe. So Amri Lekame, I said back to Hashem, Kulehai, you're going to redo the whole world and it's only of Afshar. It's only, it's only a maybe. And I'm not interested in that. And then he asked as follows. Then Rabbi uh, Lazar ben Pedas asked Hashem, Amri Lekame, have I lived most of my life or do I still have a lot of my life left to live? And it's a little bit hard to understand the flow here. Which, which one is he referring to? So Rashi tells us which one he's talking about. Rashi's halfway down, a little bit more than halfway down. Okay, you've lived more than half your life. We're three line, two lines before the wide lines. So Amri Lakame, Imkain Lobaino. If that's the case, that I am older than I am young, I've passed the 50-yard line. So then, in Cain Lobaina, I don't want any, I don't want any extras, leave me be, I will be fine. Amar Li Hashem says, the fact that you said that you're willing to be mavater and you don't want it, you'd rather live the hard, the hard life of being poor. I'm going to give you in the next world, Harvasa, 13 containers de Mishra Aparsimon of, of Aparsimon oil, Dachyan, they're super pure, Kipras like the like the uh, like the Euphrates and the Tigris, so that you can enjoy it in the next world. First long line. Amri Lakame, I said to him, Hi that's it. Hashem says, Amarli, what else do you want? It's a very strange dialogue, like strange to start with, but also like, is there endless, there isn't endless gifts to give out in the next world. It seems like there's a maximum capacity. So he says, well, what am I supposed to do? I only have so much. Am I supposed to give you your friends? Amri Le, I said to him, well, not everybody's so from. There's some people who, uh, who, who don't deserve it and I'll, I'll take theirs. Kodesh Baruch Hu found that, uh, I guess, cute. Machyan. He touched him on the forehead with his hands. That's how the light shone from his face. I'm shooting shots into you. However, this was a term of endearment, Rashi says. So that's what the Gemara says. And that's why he both laughed when he heard about the Naharvasa, about the, the oils. That's why he cried when he heard that he had lived most of, his, most of his life. And that's why the light came out of his head. Two lines into the wide lines, end of the line on Dav Chav Hamadal. Back to the rain stories. He was Gozer Atinas. However, the rain did not fall. Okay, so you're not as strong, Rabbi Chama Bar Chanina, as Rabbi Shuban Levi. You're right. 
I'm me, and ha, bar levoy. And that's Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. He is better than I am. He's a, he's a, a much a more powerful Jew than I am. Yeah, Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So there we're different people. So Amrule, they said, maybe you guys, maybe you should combine your forces and daven together. Maybe, maybe what we can do is convince the people to be brokenhearted about this, and then the rain will come. So so the two of them got together, but still the rain did not come. Omar Lahu, he said to them, Are you guys all in line with us being able to bring the water? They said, Yep, they said, Absolutely. You, the sky, the sky, cover your face, namely make it cloudy so that there can be some rain. Lo ichsi, the rain, the, the clouds did not show up. How brazen you are that you're not listening to the tvilos. That's not how things work. That's not how things should work. All of a sudden, then the rain showed up, then the clouds showed up and it rained. Ten lines from the bottom, eight lines from the bottom. Levi Levi had said uh, had said that there should be a fast because there was no rain, and no rain showed up. You've gone all the way up to the upper echelons of the heaven. You're not taking care of your people down here. We need some rain. So then says the Gemara, Asimitra. Yes, it worked. However, Vitla, it created for a physical damage, and Levi he became he became injured. We should be careful not to throw sharp words up at heaven. There was a great person who threw words up to heaven and he got injured. Umanu Levi. That was this story right here. Says the Gemara, we already learned how Levi got hurt. This is what caused his injury. We know from previous Masechtas that he had done this special difficult uh, stance that was done in the base of Mikdash. Rashi here highlights exactly what this was. We did learn this before, but Rashi, four lines from the bottom of the page, he'd put his two thumbs on the ground, and bow, his knees were locked, my gosh, that is a flexible soul. So he's got his legs perfectly straight, kissing the floor, thumbs on the ground like this. So it's a very, very difficult position to be in, but that's how he got injured. So why are you saying that it's because he that's not right, answers the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, it was both of these things that injured him. Next, um, we, we, he was hearing clouds talk. Shaminu, he heard lahanach anane, two clouds talking to one another. Again, hard to understand. Let us bring water to Amon and Moab. Amar lefanov. Ribono shalolam. So then, Ribchia bar Luliani heard this conversation. He goes to the Abishter and says, that's not right. You went to all the other nations of the world and nobody accepted it except for the Jews. You're giving them the water. We're the ones who said, so let it be that we should be the ones to get the water. Says the Gemara, the clouds removed. Put the clouds over here and give us the water in Eretz Yisrael. And they put the rain where he was, which was in Eretz Yisrael. What does the Pasuk mean? We read it every Friday night. Why is it that the that the tzaddik is compared to a tamar and to an eres, the date tree, and to a cedar tree? Why the comparison of two different kinds of trees? Says the Gemara, we needed to. This is kind of like the structure of a tzrichusa. If we would have only had a reference to a tzaddik as a date tree and not as a cedar tree, I would have said, just like a date tree, top of a base, if it gets cut, 
it doesn't replace itself. Then a tzaddik too, he won't uh, get his reward. Therefore, we need to have both a reference to the tamar and the eres. And what about the reverse? If it only said a cedar tree, and it had in reference to day tree, that the eres tree, it has no fruits. That he won't get his reward in the next world. We needed both. Asks the Gemara a side question, one that we saw, Eretz Gizam Machlev. If, if there's an Erez and you and you cut it, it's not going to replace itself. Uh, it, it will replace itself. Erez Gizam Machlev, if it's cut, it will replace itself. That's not true. If a person is going to take a tree from his friend, but the Meforshim explained, it's going to be cut in a way where the tree is still going to be able to regrow. How much do you have to leave over in the stump? So it says the Gemara, it should be uh, one tefach off the ground. Bisadon uh, hashikma with a very old sycamore tree, you should leave shnei tefachim. Bivsulas hashikma with a new sycamore tree, you should leave over shlosha tefachim. Bikanim vigifanim with branches and with vines, minapkak ulamala. You should cut from above one of the knots in the tree so that a new branch can grow. Bidikalim uveadraz. And when it comes to the dekel and the eres, chofer lematu mashar sufishain gizomachet. You can cut all the way from the ground, doesn't matter because when you cut it anywhere, it's not regrowing. So here we see that an eres tree is not regrowing, but you said in your drush, that they do regrow. So says the Gemara, there are many types of cedar trees, and we learned this Gemara as well. There are 10 types of cedar trees. We learned this Gemara somewhere else. Uh, there are many types of, oh, where are you? This was here? It was in Rosh Hashanah and in Sukkah. I didn't remember the circle one. So there are uh, a lot of different types of cedar trees. Some of them, when you cut them, they regrow. And some of them, when you cut them, they don't. Tana Rabbanan, 12 lines down or so. Tana Rabbanan, uh, the rabbi teaches in a bride, so Maisa Rabbi Eleazar, Shugazar Shalosh Reitanios, Alatzibar Vloyadur Gishanam. Like we saw earlier in the Masechta, that a person was Gozer 13 uh, fast and the rain didn't come. On the last fast, people were so downtrodden. And they walked out of the base medrash, you know, uh, Melancholy, how can that be? Amar lehem, as they were walking out, did everybody dig their burial plot? This is it, guys. Like you, get, they're, they're, you got to dive in harder. You got to dive in better. So go kol This caused for a very strong emotional response. Everybody cried, and then instantly v'yardu gesham. Shuv meiser bebelazer. There was another story with bebelazer. Shiarlif neateva. He was the chazan. Ba'amar esrim ba'arba brachos v'lanen. It was a fast day. Obviously, that's when we say twenty-four brachos of shmona esrei. However, he was not answered. Yard Rabbi Kiva acharav. This is a well-known story as well. Rabbi Kiva went after him. Ba'amar avinu malkenu v'nana melech el ata. Avinu malkenu lemancha rachem alenu. He said only these two. Uh, prayers of the Avinu Malkenu and instantly the Yardu Rabbanan, The rabbis were all saying, wow, Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Eliezer. How can that be? It was, yeah, then Rabbi Eliezer says the Gemara, Yotas of Baskol, a voice, a heavenly voice came out and said, It's not because Rabbi Akiva is greater than Rabbi Eliezer. Ella, in one area, it's true, just not everywhere. So this is a very, um, very powerful and palpable way for one to have more powerful tefillos, which is that they should be mavri al-midosav, that when things are difficult, when people are interacting with them, we should be, okay, say they're, you're upset, I'm, if it's my fault, I'll apologize. If you're upset at me for no reason, I'll be mavatar, I'll be mavri al-midosav, and that helps our tefillos. Uh, it seems to be a direct uh, statement from the Gemara, basically. So, at what point do we assume that a person has seen enough rain that they can now uh, assume that their fast was effective? Says the Gemara, 
says it has to be enough water that is the height of the plow blade or the depth of the plow blade into the ground. It really depends. If the ground is very dry, then tefach, we need the water to soak in a tefach. With medium soft, medium uh, type of rigidity of the earth, tefachayim needs to be too. If the ground has already been tilled and it's very soft, then it soaks in more easily. That is three tefachim. This is already next level Torah, which is that if the water goes in one tefach, we can assume that from the the source of water inside the earth, that it has gone, gone up three tefachim. Again, not for us, uh, it's hard to understand. Some Bryce is right, there's two tefachim. It depends as to how well the earth has been tilled. Two thirds of the way down, Chavhem and Beis. We're going to end the parak on Chavav and Maralav. Amar Rebbe Lazar, Shemanaschan es Hamayim bechag. When there's Nisuch Hamayim, to home Omer lechaveru. The two to home, the two depths speak to one another. And they say Iba meimecha. One says, "Gush forth your water." And Kol Shnei Reim ani Shomea. I hear the voices of two friends. Shneemar to home el to home korei lekol tinurecha. We're talking here about the Nisuch Hamayim and Nisuch Hayayin, and the two to homes are talking to one another. One to home is referring to the Nisuch Hamayim, and one is referring to the Nisuch Hayayin. And all of these Gemaras are Omer Dorsheni. They all require uh, another la- layer of study. Six, seven lines before the wide lines. I saw the Malach for water. Dummy Leigla, and it looks like an eagle, like a calf. Upirsa Sifavase, its lips are split. And it's positioned between the upper and lower Tahomes. Uh, that is where he is located. For the upper waters, what does the what does Ridya, the Malach of water, say? Sprinkle your waters, make it rain. For the lower Tahom, it says you should gush forth your water. So we have water coming from above and below. This is a pasuk from Shira Shiri. Last line of the short lines. We had a discussion. If a person commits to fast and the rain, the rain starts at a certain time in the day, do you still have to fast? That was a discussion we saw in our Mishnah. First long line. So there's Shita number one. If the rain starts before Netzachama, you don't have to fast at all because really the fast doesn't start until Netzachama. So if the rain starts before Netzachama, you're good. But if the rain starts afterwards, you should still finish your fast. You'll be Rabbi Meir. But Yehuda Omer, no. The line in the sand between fasting and not fasting is not that, but rather it's chatzos. Why does, how does that work? If the rain comes in before chatzos, then you don't have to finish your fast, even though you started fasting. And he says, but if it, the rain comes in after chatzos, you do have to finish the fast. Rabbi Yossi Omer, before the ninth hour of the day, you don't have to fast. That he would fast until that time. Okay. So that these are the three shitas that we can either not fast because the rain uh, happened before Nates, the rain happened before Chatzos, or the rain happened before the ninth hour, each of them with their Mari Makomos, each of them with their Tanai. Rabbi Huda Gazar, he set up a tainus, and right after the fast started, after Neitzachama, so uh, then what should he do? The rain started right after Nate. So which shita does he hold like? He thought that he should finish it. Namely, he held that Neitzachama was the appropriate parameter. That was the shita of Reb Meir. So it says, we don't paskin like Reb Meir, we paskin like Reb Yehuda, that it's about the chatzos. Fine. Shmuel had a fast day, and the rain started before Nate. 
So he thought, the whole Tzibor thought, wow, look how great we are. We did such a good job. We did Ratzon Hashem, and now all of a sudden things are great. You guys are not looking at this right. This is not a complimentary situation. We had to put it a tightness in place in the first place. So it doesn't mean that you all did such a good job that therefore the rain came. The, uh, the servant is asking for for a gift from his Rebbe, just give it to him so I don't have to listen to him. So everybody says that there's going to be a tiniest look out for him. We are, we did a great job. The rain came. They said, no, Hashem's like, get out of my face and take the rain. I'm not interested in this right now. I don't want to hear you cry about it. So let's move on. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't correct. And another scenario, which is similar, another time he had had a for water and the rain didn't come till after the end of the fast. Oh, so all the people were like, look how, look how well we did. We fasted. We did our job and Hashem did the rain. He must be so happy with us. So Amar Lahem Shmuel, Nope. This is not, this one is not because of you. Let me share with you what exactly is going on here. There's an Evid who's asking his master for something. I'm going to make you suffer. I'm going to push you until you finally end up agreeing to this. And then at the end, we're going to give it to you. But it's not because you're so great. It's not, you guys were, this is punishment territory. It's not like when you let the kid out of the room, they're like, oh, look how perfect I am. No, I'm letting you out of your room after a consequence. And now you have to eat. Now you have to have a whole tinnitus. And it was very difficult. When do we say, according to Shmuel, that Shivcho shall tzibur hechidami? When is it the, the, that the tzibur was successful? Says the Gemara, when the tzibur is on this level, then we know that they've done well. Omar, Mashiva, Ruach, Vanashav, Zika. Wow, that is a high standard. If the chazan davens mashiva ruach and all of a sudden it gets windy, Omar Morid Hageshim Mitra, and he says the words uh, that it should be Morid Hageshim and the rain starts, that's when you know that the tzibor is in a good place. Anything other than that is not ideal. Good. Last line, Chavheim, the base, almost done. Maisiv Agazrutan is Balut. And then we had said in our mission that they say Halal Hagadol. The name of Halal Meikara. Why don't we say the Halal right away? It says Gamar, you cannot do that if it rains in the morning. Halil, top of Ella We only say Halilagadol when a person is person is Nefesh Saveya. Um, and that why do we do that? Rashi explains Ella the first Rashi in the page Mitoch, So we want it to be that you can fulfill Nosin Lechem when you have food in your stomach. Says Gemara Aini, that's not true. For our Papa Abigover, he was in the Shulan Abigover, and then it, it rained in the morning before Chatzos. He said So he said Halalagadol first, and then only later did he eat. So we see that he couldn't fulfill Nosin Lechem which means that we can say Halalagadol even before we eat. Shiny bar bar machos of the people in that city were different. They were they were regulars to get drunk. Last Rashi in the parak, third line of the page. They, they drank a lot of wine and they would often get drunk. And they might have made the error of not saying halal at all. We'll stop right here. Hajon Allah Tainios Elu Yurasim should come back to this stuff in seven and a half years. Wishing you all a beautiful day. Oh, yeah.